welcome to Noble Brians. I'm your host, Steve Sanders. This week, we are in our third episode where we're looking at the book of Ruth. Last week, we had discussed the Leveret marriage and why this was likely the reason that Orpah and Ruth were looking to go to Judah with Naomi. This week, we'll continue right where we left off, seeing just a bit more evidence of this as well as what separated Orpah and Ruth. We're going to begin today by reading the same passage in Ruth that we read last week, which is beginning in verse 7 of chapter 1. Now, as she and her two daughters-in-law began to leave the place where she had been living to return to the land of Judah, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Listen to me. Each of you should return to your mother's home. May the Lord show you the same kind of devotion that you have shown to your deceased husband's and to me. May the Lord enable each of you to find security in the home of a new husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept loudly. But they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi replied, Go back home, my daughters. There is no reason for you to return to Judah with me. I am no longer capable of giving birth to sons who might become your husbands. Go back home, my daughters. For I am too old to get married again. Even if I thought there was hope that I could get married tonight and conceive sons, surely you would not want to wait until they were old enough to marry? Surely you would not want to remain unmarried all that time? No, my daughters, you must not return with me, for my intense suffering is too much for you to bear, for the Lord is afflicting me. As you'll recall from last week, Naomi is trying hard to discourage Orpah and Ruth from returning to Judah with her. And from the words of Naomi, it seems she's trying to prevent them from facing the same fate she's currently facing. She's a widow in a strange land with little to offer. Naomi does her best to discourage them by emphasizing the likelihood of Orpah and Ruth finding a husband in Judah is slim. She has no other sons who might marry them, and even if she remarried and bore sons today which might marry them, this would be many years away. While Naomi's argument makes perfect logical sense, there's more to it, though. She is hurting in an indescribable way. I've not lost a spouse or child, but I've been around many who have, and the pain and the anguish that they deal with for years afterwards is evident. Naomi knows how much of a burden her suffering will be on her daughters-in-law, and frankly, she may also be aware of how much of a burden they may be on her. Let's continue a bit further down the story now, starting where we left off in verse 14. Again, they wept loudly. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung tightly to her. So Naomi said, Look, your sister-in-law is returning to her people and to her God. Follow your sister-in-law back home. But Ruth replied, Stop urging me to abandon you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will become my people, and your God will become my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I do not keep my promise. Only death will be able to separate me from you. Naomi's insistence finally persuades Orpah to go back to her people, but Ruth remains steadfast in her conviction that she is going to go with Naomi. The Bible even says she clung tightly to Naomi. 
Naomi isn't giving up yet, though, giving one last insistent push, which meets a resistance from Ruth that wins out. On the surface, there's nothing wrong with what Orpah did, but consider the difference in Ruth's response. Ruth, according to the culture of the day, was devoted to the family she had been given into, and she was not giving up on this. But there's even more to it. If Naomi and her sons were faithful to the one true God, and it seems they were, they would have insisted that Orpah and Ruth convert to the Hebrew faith, which both likely did. But Orpah's conviction seemed to be more shallow than Ruth, as Ruth reiterates not only that she will go where Naomi goes, but that Naomi's God will become her God. Therefore, she devotes the rest of her life to staying near Naomi, sealing this with a self-imposed curse if she breaks this promise. Now, while we may take that statement trivially, we should probably rethink that. Oaths like this were very significant in biblical times, as they should be today. But notice, Ruth wasn't just devoting herself to Naomi, but to God. Next week, we're going to continue moving forward in this study. You should consider reading from the book of Ruth this week. It's really an amazing study, and there's a lot to learn there. Before we go, I'd like to ask a favor of you. If you like what you're hearing, would you consider rating this show on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, perhaps even writing a review to? And while we're speaking of that, Matt and Kara, thank you for your review on iTunes. I appreciate that. While you can listen on our website, we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. If you haven't joined our Facebook page, you can find a link to it in our show notes. There's also a big revamp of our website coming. Head over to noblebrands.com and sign up now so you can be the first to know when changes happen. Finally, join us again in our next episode. Until next time, love like him, live for him, and reflect his light into this world.